Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So, Phil, today we're excited to welcome John Wilson to the Sea Captain Way podcast. John is an executive coach at Sea Captain Coaching who has more than three decades of experience helping financial advisors take their practice to the next level by utilizing a proven process that puts them on a path to growth. John's experience includes working closely with financial advisors who are all-time sales leaders and top producers for their organizations. When he's not guiding his Sea Captain coaching clients on a path toward growth for their businesses, he's pursuing his lifelong passion for songwriting. After John emerged as a nationally recognized new songwriter in 2019, his songs were named semi-finalists out of thousands of entries in the Nashville Music City Songstar Songwriting Contest and International Songwriting Contest. Welcome, John. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, John. John Hollywood Wilson. How about it? Good to good that you're here, my friend. And uh, for a lot of your old friends, they'll appreciate that reference, I'm sure. But it's great to have you. And one of the coolest parts about John, first of all, we met years ago when he was involved on a corporate level and I was too, and and uh, just always hit it off and stayed in touch and was one of the one of the first people when I started the coaching brand, Greg was one of the first people to reach out and say, you know what, I think I might like to engage in this. And uh, so I'm always very appreciative of that. And so John, it's so good to have you on the podcast now uh, with your vast experience and so on. So uh, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So Phil, I got two fun facts to get us started. As you mentioned, John not only reached out, he was the first coach that you hired at Sea Captain Coaching. And he wrote the music for the introduction to our podcast. That's correct. Uh, it's an instrumental and a ripper called It's Saturday Night, as yes, my kids yes. would say. I know when we were discussing picking out music for the introduction to the podcast, I told you that John's song sounded like a baseball walk-up song because it's kind of high energy and gets you jacked up a little bit. I know we want to ask John uh, some questions about his coaching and his music, but I have two questions, uh, one for each of you, which is, I know you both were college baseball players. Yep. What would be your walk-up song now if you made it to the show? <laughs> John, I'll, I'll start with you. Well, I was a pitcher, so I was not a very good hitter. <laughs> so it would be something with hope in it. I don't know for me. I know, you know, <laughs> you got to have a good beat, right? I'm an Allman yeah. Brothers fan. I like that oh, Southern nice. blues rock, you know, so maybe Statesboro blues or One Way Out oh. or something like that for Ooh, me. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Nice. I like that. Mine would definitely be Scorpions, Rock You Like a Hurricane. That would be mine. Oh, um, nice. Because I I was not a pitcher. I was, uh, but John, you John had a much more illustrious career down at where Arizona, I think, right? University of um, Arizona. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's big time. I was just a uh, you know a hacker, but it was uh, it, it's fun to have that in common. And and uh, thanks for that. Uh, so uh, John. You've had songs that have been used in TV shows and films and advertising. You mentioned to me that both contemporary and classic country music serves as an inspiration to your music career. 
and I know as we get to it in a little bit, is inspiring in your coaching. How'd you get into songwriting? Well, I'm old enough, all right? So I listened to AM radio back in the day. And for those that are younger, you know, I always talk to my clients that are younger about uh, AM radio. And I said, AM radio was a collect, it played every type of music. And so it, it turned me on to every type of music. And so I took that and I always heard melodies and I, I just it loved music. And I had a natural, I didn't realize it, but a natural ability to kind of just hear songs structured the way they are, you know, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, and took that. And I don't know, just I, I decided to take a risk. Once I, I left the, the company, Northwestern Mutual, I was working at and kind of went out there. You put yourself out there. It's, you know, the idea of growth and trying to, to put yourself somewhere that you're not at right now. And what's it going to take? And what are the risks involved? And what are the steps you're going to need to do? And I did that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, through trial and error, found some producers that liked what I was doing and mm -hmm. kind of has grown from there. Now, I haven't had a cut yet. I'm crossing fingers with an artist, with a major artists, but um, have placed some stuff on some ads and on television and some things like that. So it's been a lot of fun. That's very cool. That's very cool. Then you're only a couple of years into it. It sounds like a John Mellencamp. I heard him interviewed and he said, I am good at writing songs. I don't know why I just am. <laughs> but that's true. You have you're hot on his tail. They just come to you. Uh, you don't know where they came from. And so anyway, a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So you've had the opportunity to work with some of Nashville's best A-list session players and vocalists. You've also had one of your songs recognized as being a top five song of the month for Songwriter Universe. What's your favorite part of songwriting? It's just to watch it come from absolutely nowhere, out of your head. An idea, you're in the shower, right? We all sing in the shower. You hear a melody, you take it, you start to piece together what it would work with, uh, what, what type of lyrics and then you do a rough demo. And believe it or not, those that know me a long time, you know, I, I have to sing that. I have to start it somewhere. You send it in to a producer and then they take it and you discuss with them what you're trying to do, what you hear. And then to watch it go from there to where they take it. It's amazing. And the players in Nashville, there's so many good, talented musicians. Mm -hmm. And yeah. even the demo uh, artists, the people that sing the songs for it, it's amazing. So it's really a process, but it's so much fun to watch. And then you get this finished product and you go, dang, I wrote that. You know, and it makes you feel really, really good. It's an accomplishment. And just like a lot of things we do. It is, but it, it's a great metaphor for vision, a visionary success. I mean, to create something that's never been created before, entrepreneurism comes to mind, vision success comes to mind. Those are all very powerful layers of what you do there that I'm sure are very helpful to people as you're working with them. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, and uh, fundamentally for anybody that, that's trying to grow, you need to have, you have to have your mission, your vision, and, and they revolve around your values. And, you know, if you, you need to know where you're going, but then how do I get there and what's going to drive me to get there? And that's the thing, you know, I talk to a lot of clients and you would think that uh, it comes down to the, the products they're selling or this or that. And it isn't that. It's often in the head. It's headspace. And it's them mm -hmm. trying to figure out what's my motivation. Just like you used to hear actors say, what's my motivation? Well, there's, there's truth to that because you do have to have a motivation and something driving you to get to where you want to get to. But you also have to have mm -hmm. an idea where you want to go to. And the plan mm -hmm. then behind it. And that's what's fun is to piece that together with people. And I, I just absolutely love it. I, I don't know what else to say. I absolutely love it. 
Oh, that's cool. And I think Greg actually really identifies with that shower metaphor and singing in the shower. Um, and, and no. Because that's the only place where he has an audience that claps. Yeah, right? Right? Yes. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. Sinatra in the shower, right? <laughs> that's right. Yes. Right. So, John, I know you and Phil have been uh, professional colleagues and friends for more than 25 years. And you were, as we mentioned earlier, one of the first coaches he hired in uh, September of 2020, I think it was, when he started to grow his business. I know Phil handpicked you because he was confident in your talent and ability. And he also mentioned he wanted to build a team of characters with character. And you qualified (laughs) on both fronts. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, well, let, let me say this. Phil was, it was attractive for me, beyond attractive to want to work with Phil. Because what we just talked about, Phil has a clear vision. He's got mission. He wants to help people to grow, be they financial advisors, be they executives, be they whoever, business owners. And that was one thing. He secondly is fun to be around. And I think we all know, I mean, that's an understatement. He's fun to be around. And, you know, my thing when I went out to our field force and I spoke thousands of times all around the country. I learned very early on, was taught that you have to establish yourself when you get out there. And so people know what you're bringing, what they're going to be listening to, what they're going to see. And so that energy was a big thing of what I tried to do and to make it fun. And so that's what was attractive about Phil. But what to see what he's built just over the last couple of years that I've I've been with him and to watch what you've done, Phil, it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. Mm -hmm. You look at where we're at now and where we were in the beginning. So that part of it to me is, is... this man's got vision. And so I've learned a lot from him and I'm trying to yes. put it onto my clients. So had you previously considered being a coach or did Phil convince you that you had the right stuff? Phil helped to bring out, I, I thought to myself, I'd like to do it because it was really kind of mm-hmm. a role that I did for a number of years, really my whole career at, at Northwestern Mutual, the company I was working with. And Northwestern uh, is not only a fantastic corporate entity, they're just a, a dynamite company. But I had the ability to work with their field force. And so I got Mm -hmm. to learn from those folks, the best of the best, how the very best people grew, how they built their practices, their businesses, how they Mm -hmm. related to people, built relationships with clients. All of that was, was, was something that I had up here in my head. And what he did was he said to me, look, you were around the best of the best. You need to share that. You can give that back to people. And there's a ton of value there. And so that's what I did. And through his curriculum, I follow that. And then I'm Mm -hmm. able to tap into these things as we go forward. And it's just been, uh, again, it's been great, you know, and and people seem to respond to it. We've had a lot of success with it. And I really enjoy it. Like I said earlier, I just can't say enough about how much I enjoy it. That's awesome. That's cool. Thank you, John. And I think John deserves more credit. He's giving himself that he reached out because I think he saw that vision, Greg, not unlike what you did when we started working together as well. You know, you just start to see an energy that's coming from something Mm -hmm. and you can see where you can fit. You know, I've only really recruited one coach so far. All the others have reached out to me in some way based on what Mm -hmm. they see uh, on social media or based on the work Mm -hmm. we do. Yeah. When you have somebody that believes in you, that is a powerful thing. I mean, it doesn't happen a lot, you know, in a career. I mean, occasionally, but if you've got someone that sees your potential and is willing to support, that's lightning in a bottle to me. Yeah, sure is. I appreciate that. Yep. And so you're widely recognized 
by your clients and peers for your passion and energy. That is a definite John Hollywood Wilson trait. Um, <laughs> and, and your and your ability to share expertise you accrued while working with top people. What do you really enjoy about being a field leader from your past? How you apply that to prepare clients that you're coaching? Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had I had two kind of I don't I call them roles. I guess I just refer to them as roles. But I worked exclusively through my career with the field force. But yet, I also was a involved. Uh, you know, got involved at, at you know not the highest, but a fairly high level at the home office in terms of dealing with the people that were you know, steering the ship for Northwestern. And and that was awesome. I got to feel and learn through the, the one of the best corporate structures there is in America and learn about that and learn about how an executive moves forward, and does the things they do. And, and then on the other hand, I got to learn from these people that, as I said, build client relationships and they work with their uh, clients and are out there trying to motivate people to do oftentimes things that people don't think or want to do but doing them to help protect their families and to help grow their income to try to take care of them. And what I really loved about Northwestern was um, in the financial services industry was the idea of planning and this whole structure they put in place around the planning approach for folks. And the reason that's important is because it's about the people. And again, it's it's uh, their goals and you take a look at what they currently have and then it's a matter of filling in the gaps. And I, to watch how people do that, how they motivate people, how they motivate their staff, their teams, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's fantastic. And that's both internally in a corporate structure and external with salespeople. Yeah. That's awesome. So John, Sea Captain Coaching offers different professional coaching engagement opportunities, you know, virtual coaching, individual coaching, client builder engagements, and group coaching. How is coaching a team different than coaching an individual? Hmm. Well, they're definitely different. Um, they're both extremely rewarding, fun. Um, you can get great results. Coaching a team, from my perspective, and Phil, you chime in on this because you do this all the time, it's an ability to get people together to break down some of the barriers, some of the, the things that hold them back, think, You know, some of those uh, natural things we don't want to share this that. Uh, and again, that word share comes into place. You want to get people to share amongst themselves to help each other pick them up where they're down and, and push them forward mm-hmm. when they know something that another doesn't and help them to grow. And that's, so there's a dynamic that forms with the group. And there's a trust. And that's what I think is really, um, really great. I always felt that I could build trust with people pretty quickly because I'm a pretty straightforward, honest type person. That group dynamic, then when you take that into an individual setting, and for example, Phil's worked with a number of groups and he's, I've had some of his people come individually that work with me. Then you can truly get into an individual's headspace. What are the things blocking them? You know, the Simon Sinek, why, why, why? You use those questions so often to find out what it is that people are, uh, how would I say this, that people are using as kind of roadblocks or hurdles to get to where they want to get to. And then how can we help them to get through that? And that's the thing that I really like individually. You can really drill down into specific steps they would take. Sometimes it gets granular, but at a higher level, getting into that headspace area about phoning people, rejection with salespeople, how do you how do you get them to overcome that? And I, I absolutely love doing that. And what I do is tap into what I learned um, over the mm-hmm. time with Northwestern, working with, I think, the best of the best. Yeah, and I think there's mm-hmm. a, especially during COVID, Greg, having a group assembled where you were able to connect during that 
window of time or that period of time where where you could isolate was a huge benefit and definitely a cultural piece for firms that use that strategy. Each do I go to my board of directors each month? Do I spend that time sharing my not only my vulnerabilities, but my vision for how I'm going to work through? How am I going to troubleshoot elements? What am I stuck on? And so the benefit of the group is you've got a greater set of eyes. Individual coaching is so powerful when somebody is stuck and really has a blocker and maybe doesn't even have awareness yet. But I will say this, in individual coaching, it's a lot easier to hide because you only have one person looking. And so these are all pieces that are a part of John's offering. Plus his, his strength is in educating. Um, that was his, mm-hmm. uh, that was his uh, strong suit uh, that I yeah, always reflect. No, I just to chime in. Um, th- th- yeah. that, when you're in that group setting, what you said is so very true because there, there's an accountability that each, each one holds, the others too. And I think that's an important dynamic. You're right. When you're one-on-one, it, it is just yourself and that individual. So mm-hmm. the idea there is to try mm-hmm. to get that individual to realize that, um, you know, it, there's nobody here. This is you. This is your business. You're an entrepreneur. And um, to make it go, you're the fuel. you got to put the gasoline mm-hmm. in. Just, you don't do the things yep. that are going to fuel it. It isn't going to happen. And so, um, but the group said, they're both great. I love doing both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting, Phil, to watch you. You were talking pre- fairly recently to a group of managing directors. They you were they were thinking about forming a new group for 2023. Yeah, and you were talking a little bit about your coaching program. But I could see in the chat they were getting they were firing each other up. They were yeah. like, "Let's do this. Let's do it together. Let's go." But it was kind of like picking up. It was a I don't know a 45 minute Zoom. But it was like picking up momentum as it went. It was pretty cool to watch. And uh, I, I could see that they're, and then they were mentioning, you know, that they just benefit from hearing other people's perspective. So um, that's great. And that's a tough thing when you're starting a national group, because when you have a, a group in an organization, they, they do know each other to a degree. National groups are tougher mm-hmm. because they are kind of feeling it out. They're mm-hmm. going through mm-hmm. uh, an exercise in uh, attachment. And so, uh, you know, John, and you know this from our discussions, I always tell clients that growing is like walking into a dark room to turn on a light. And when you open the door, you're not sure what what is on the other side. You experience fear, obstacles, doubt, unsettled emotions. That's why many people choose to stay in the same patterns of behavior. It's just too hard. It is easier to uncover patterns in your business or in your, or it's not easy, I should say, to uncover patterns in your business uh, or in your personal life. What are some of the biggest challenges your clients are facing right now trying to achieve growth? Well, growth, you know, I I listened to a couple things that that you've said. I've learned from you, you know, we talk about C-capped and coaching. and, And if you're sailing, a one degree shift takes you to a completely different place. And so one thing I try to to get through to them is this isn't necessarily wholesale change that they have to, you know, this doesn't mean to turn their world upside down to get them to where they need to get to. It can be very small shifts, but we all have a controlling ego. 
And the controlling ego is going to keep you in a comfort zone. It's going to do that. It's going to make sure that you're not going to be upset. You're not going to get in a zone where you're going to feel threatened, scared. You want to be, it wants you to be comfortable and it wants everything to be status quo. And that for me is uh, the thing often that I have to work with people on to kind of get through that, that this, if they could just get beyond that, so many of these things that they're concerned with, so many things that are in the way, these hurdles that they have are really minor. And if they start to think about it and you put perspective on things they do, like calling clients when they're in front of clients, how they present themselves to them. And then when they, you know, asking for referrals, um, letting people are afraid to do that. And my thing to them is, look, if you do a great job in front of somebody, it's a service you provided to them. It's a solid service. Why wouldn't they tell other people about that? And so, again, right. we drill way down deep into that. But but that's the thing, I think, is that people oftentimes uh, have a fear, like you said, of, of growth. And it, and it isn't scary. It's a small, small, small step that you can take to start to really see results. Well, and, and that's what coaching is all about. In fact, I learned a lot from Greg back in college, John, just uh, oh, based uh-oh. on based <laughs> on the uh, the sheer rejection he got consistently from people he would ask <laughs> ask out. And it was just a huge it was a it really yeah. it really it really changed me and it made me realize that it really isn't that bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it really That's is. so true. It really, well, and again, <laughs> just giving a, a, a phone perspective, if you call 10 people, on average, seven are going to say to you, no. Three are going to yep. say yes, and you're generally going to sell one person. And so of that, it, it, you have to get your brain around the fact that the people that said no are really no different than people that said yes. It's just that the timing was right for the three that said yes. And that's the thing mm-hmm. is that you got to get people yeah. to look at that from that perspective and not get emotional about it. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it again, movies, but there's a movie about selling the Wolf of Wall Street. You know, a lot of bad stuff in that mm-hmm. movie. We all know that very bad stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I say this to people. If you watch in there when they're on the phone and, and, and you li- see these people on the phone, they hang the phone up when they're rejected. And within three seconds, they pick the phone up. again. And the reason for that is, as we all know, is it's not emotional. You go right into the next call and you just keep going and you don't let yourself sit and give time to start to analyze and think, what did I do wrong? What was the problem? Was it me? And those are kind of things that get into people's headspace. So I enjoy that. I really like talking about that with Mm -hmm. people talking through it. And we've had some really, really big breakthroughs, which has been fun. And that is so valuable when that happens. And uh, I guess, Greg, you know, we're probably at time. We need to wrap, put a bow on this. Yeah, thing, huh? it is. Yeah. And watch me go high on this, John. And I just take Phil's comment like a champ and stay <laughs> on track here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think we need to share how to uh, people that are listening can get in touch with John Hollywood uh, Wilson. <laughs> There's not an agent involved now, John, right? No, we no can, agent uh, involved. Okay. Easy to get a hold of me, john at seacaptaincoaching.com. Is the best way to do it. You can send me an email. My, uh, mm-hmm. you know, certainly can call. Give me my phone number, whatever. Um, 414-333-4153. And they, please do call me. I've got quite a few things going on, but always have time for more clients. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. And where can uh, people go to listen to your music? Yeah, that's a good uh, question. You can go on Spotify, although I don't promote it. Remember, I'm a songwriter, so but I do have a lot of my demos out on Spotify. So look up John Kelly Wilson. That's uh, my middle name, my real middle name. That's what I go by. It has kind of a country ring to it. 
Um, yeah, sure and, and or places like SoundCloud, again, John Kelly Wilson. Um, I'm on Twitter, you know, I have a bunch of music up on there. So take a listen, mm-hmm. see what you think. And uh, I would appreciate it. Hopefully, again, fingers mm-hmm. crossed for a cut from artists. I think yeah. I think we're close. So it'll be cool. If you make a breakthrough, yeah, if you thing, need- it goes. So it'll be fun. Yeah. When you break through, if you need an entourage, um, <laughs> Phil and I have a lot of availability. <laughs> well, I said if I ever do that. I don't know if you know what a nudie suit is. Have you ever seen those, the country suits with all the, that? Yeah. I'm going to wear whatever. Those, you know, get be dazzled with the, <laughs> the oh. uh, electric horseman, right? <laughs> I get a gig in your entourage, John. It'll be, I'll drop this coaching thing like a hot rock. I mean, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be going out to Hollywood with you. Um, John, great spending time with you as always. And uh, I do always respect, yeah, respect you, your vision and your just level of care. I think that's what separates this brand that we have here apart. And you are a big, big part of it. So thanks again. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain's view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey.